0: Welcome to Alec Across the States. I'm your host, Dan Reynolds. Today, we're going to be talking once again about COVID 19 and different state solutions that have been presented to respond. Joining me to discuss a specific response out of Ohio is Ohio Representative Jenna Powell, who represents House District 80. Representative Powell, thank you so much for calling in.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Dan.
0: Of course. So as we're seeing a lot of action moving across the states, one thing we're seeing across the states right now is a lot of calls for delaying the tax filing deadline. And it's actually something that is supported by our Center for State Fiscal Reform, by our chief economist, Jonathan Williams, and by many of his researchers. The big reason is with so many things on our minds, with so many things on business owners' minds and families' minds, should they be focusing on paying their taxes? They probably should be focusing on responding to the coronavirus. So, whereas many states have delayed their tax filing deadline, and we've seen the IRS, the federal tax filing deadline, being delayed, there are different ways that each state has delayed the tax filing deadline. In Ohio, we have a very interesting case. Um, Most states have delayed, actually, I should say, all states have delayed their tax filing deadline either via executive order or Via the agency themselves making the decision. But an interesting situation in Ohio is that there was actually a legislated change to make this happen. The two co sponsors of the bill, Representative Jenna Powell on the line today, and also Representative Derek Marin. So before we really get into what the bill does, Jenna, can you talk to our listeners a little bit about how we got here with the bill? Um, It's House Bill 197. We're going to link to it in the show notes for all of our listeners. Um, Because there's an interesting story, as we were talking before we started recording today, that this bill has actually been going on and been in discussion for, you know, not recent. It's been going on for about a year. Jenna, can you talk to our listeners about that?
1: Absolutely. So House Bill 197, um, myself and Representative mayer have been working on for over a year now. Um, what this bill does is we went through the entire tax code in the state and we, we fixed errors and changes in obsolete language that was in the tax code. Um, so it's called the Tax Correction and Cleanup Act. As you know, when you are dealing with a, um, the entire tax code, you want to ensure that the changes that you're making um, are correct. And so that's exactly what we did. Um, It it was a very, very large bill. We worked it through the committee process in the House. We worked it through the committee process in the Senate. And um, right before COVID, it was under the black line in the Senate. So it really set us up really well to be able to add some extra things in the bill for COVID to then be able to pass it to help provide needed relief to Ohioans.
0: So. As we were talking before the podcast, there were a lot of different things added to the bill, probably so much so that we could talk for hours and hours. Unfortunately, we don't have that much time to talk about it. So I do want us to cover a little bit of the important aspects of the bill. But before we get there, I want to remind our listeners how uh, unique this legislation actually is. The only other state that's done something similar to this was New Jersey with Assembly Bill 3841. We'll link to that one as well. And while it was passed by the House and Senate, it's still sitting on the governor's desk. So Ohio is standing alone doing this awesome legislator-driven allowance decision, solution, whatever you want to call it. Jenna, what are some of the things in the bill that are going to help individuals, businesses, families, what have you?
1: I think some of the top three changes in this bill specifically, the first one would be moving the tax deadline to July 15th. Um, with the stress of COVID-19 already on businesses, families, um, and Ohioans, um, we need to do everything we can to alleviate that stress. And so by moving the tax deadline to July 15th, that gives people more money in their pockets right now and more needed time to finish that out. Second thing would be in regards to education. Um, we gave a lot of power back to the local districts in regards to testing, graduation requirements, Um, and online schooling. Um, Because the governor of our state has extended online schooling for children until the end of April, it's really crucial that kids are able to succeed, and with the change in the way their education is, the testing and the requirements that the state had on them was just an extra stress that was unneeded for children and for families in our state during COVID. All right, and the third one in this bill would be in regards to the workforce in our state. Um, As many people know, we are completely over-regulated when it comes to especially occupational licenses here in Ohio. One of the things this bill does is it does um, really do some rollbacks in regards to regulations on the workforce, which is very much needed. Uh, One of the bills I am already working on and have been working on is the Occupational Licensing Reform Act. Um, This bill allows out-of-state licensing to have reciprocity in our state. And so some of the things that this bill does is it's a step in the right direction to helping the workforce in our community and in our state as we move forward after COVID-19.
0: And as we move forward um, after COVID-19, especially when talking about different licensing requirements and rolling them back, or really, this is kind of a watershed moment where we have to think through, you know, these regulations that we're removing, why did we have them in the first place? I know you've been passionate about licensing reform um, for a while now and outside of uh, the COVID-19 crisis even. I believe you're actually working on a separate licensing bill. Um, Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about that and what it will do?
1: Yeah, so the License Reciprocity Act that we're working on um, would allow any out-of-state license in good standing to be able to transfer to our state Before COVID-19, we had a lot of open jobs in the state of Ohio that needed to be filled. Um, So what we are trying to do is we're trying to get people to move from other states to the state of Ohio and to begin working on day one instead of having to wait for a long period and receive a new licensure in our state. What we believe and what we know is that if you are a real estate agent or a doctor in Indiana, just by crossing state lines doesn't mean that you don't have the skills still necessary to achieve and succeed in our state. So that's one of the exciting things that I'm working on and that we're going to still be working on because we know it's crucial to fulfilling the needed jobs that we will have after COVID-19. I,
0: I do think that's extremely important. Um, and, you know, state legislators are the ones who keep their sleeves rolled up. It's it's why ALEC uh, staffers get up every day and, and and drink their their coffee and get to work is because they're supporting the work of state legislators like you who are continuing the fight and making sure that we have real policies in place and solutions that actually support individual liberty. But but we are hearing that the response to COVID-19 is locally executed, state managed, and federally supported. Um, And that works really well for the ALEC mindset. It works really well for the American mindset of federalism. But when it comes to, frankly, national media attention and Uh, the news uh, sphere, let's call it, it can be kind of confusing, because that means that 50 governors are now more important than one president. And it becomes more confusing to the average news watcher. So to our listeners, what is it like, let's call it on the ground in Ohio as a state legislator facing COVID-19? Talk to our listeners a little bit about your own personal experience.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we have had hundreds of people calling into our office, and quite frankly, they're confused as well. Um, they hear, hear things on a federal level, they hear it on a state level, they hear it on a local level. Um, and, and because this is a pandemic that no one planned for, and it just happened, as a crisis, there is a lot of different information and misinformation that's going around in regards to how we're going to help solve this crisis. But you're right, you know, it is crucial that that The help starts on a local level. You know, the only people that can really help the elderly person in the home down the road that's shut in is the community, is the local mayor. You know, I get calls on a state level, but what do I do? I call people on a local level and I connect them. Um, You know, as well as the federal government is doing a good job of keeping us state legislators um, informed of what's going on and the things that they're doing to help fight COVID as well. Um, this is where I think it takes state, local, and federal coming together to help solve this. You know, but long-term, one of the things that I'm really looking at as well, and the state should be, is from an economic standpoint, what's going to happen to our state and to businesses as a whole. You know, we want to do everything right now, today, to help keep people healthy, to help keep people alive, and to end this pandemic. But I think as a legislator, you know, additionally, on top of those really crucial needed things, We have to start looking at the economics of it long term. What does this mean for our state? You know, with the unemployment levels, what does it mean in spending on our state? You know, what is the budget going to look like in the next fiscal year and the next General Assembly? What are we going to do to help um, kind of solve this problem so that we don't have to increase taxation and regulation on small business owners that are already struggling from COVID 19? These are the things that I think through a lot and go, okay. The first and foremost important today is that we help keep people healthy, that we help keep children fed, that we help the elderly in our community, but also thinking bigger picture and long-term and saying, what are we going to do from an economic standpoint for the state of Ohio so that families, businesses, churches, and nonprofits can thrive?
0: Yeah, I think that's extremely important to think about. I mean, um, one thing that has been continually running through my mind is, the ease that many have had toward turning toward a heavy-handed approach during this crisis. And that can be very slippery. It can be very dangerous. Um, It can lead to next steps that are very undesirable. It can lead to civil liberties, um, violations, for example, among many other issues as well. To make sure our listeners know, I mean, you'll see it in the show notes and you'll see it on our our website featured – but because of this very unique piece of legislation and this great work on different things like occupational licensing reform, um, Representative Jenna Powell has actually been selected as the ALEC Freedom Works State Legislator of the Month for April. So let me just be the first to audibly say congratulations, Representative Powell. Um, Thank you so much for all of your hard work. And I know all of our listeners appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, it's an honor serving my community and state and and I love it. And it is, I will say, a huge amount of this work as well it goes to other representatives in our state and leadership as a whole. As many people know, you know, it takes the whole team in Ohio, senators, reps, governor, to be on board and to be able to pass good legislation. So it's great to be part of a good team and, and I and I love representing my community. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you. Um, but before we close out, do you want to give us some time just to discuss. What should other state legislators be thinking that are listening to this podcast? Most of our, our listeners are state legislators, since ALEC is the largest nonpartisan voluntary organization of state legislators. Those are mostly our listeners. The only other folks are those who, frankly, love and care about state policy. So it's still very important for them to hear this as well. Uh What should be their take-home, Jenna? What's something that maybe a state legislator in a different state should remember or maybe should think more about from your perspective?
1: I think the first thing that I think about every day is first off, the community is scared. People are scared in our community. Um, You know, almost no one has ever been through a pandemic in this proportion before. So as leaders, we need to be able to um, stand up and, and help those around us day to day the connecting that we need make sure people are fed make sure that they are getting everything they need to be able to kind of thrive through this hard time i think long term what we need to be looking at it from an economic fiscal standpoint we need to ensure that the state is in a good place that after a pandemic that the power is given back to the people not only to where it was before but even more than before from a regulatory standpoint from a taxation standpoint, and I think as legislators, it's going to be really difficult to ensure that happens, but that's where our job comes in, to ensure that we're we're, we're talking and figuring out the numbers and, and knowing what we need to do and what we need to put, put into place long-term so that people can still fulfill their American dream in our small towns, even after COVID-19.
0: I I really do think that's, that's so important. I mean, we were discussing earlier how this right now is a watershed moment for occupational licensing reform, but it's only a watershed moment for occupational licensing reform because it's a watershed moment for individual liberty writ large. And that means that we have not just the benefit or the opportunity, but I think a duty as citizens, as Americans, as state legislators, if you are one. To make sure that we come out of this on top, but also come out of it with a renewed focus on individual liberty, with a renewed focus on rolling back some of the onerous regulations upon individuals. But as we are winding down a little bit to the end of our podcast here, what would be your final thought? So now we've talked to decision makers, to state legislators and policymakers. What would be something that you would want the average Joe listening to our podcast to remember um, during this time of crisis?
1: That now is the time that we stand up and lead. No you know, true leaders, um, we do not freak out, we do not give in to fear, but now more than ever, our communities need us to stand up and to, to be able to care for those around us because that is the way that we are going to get through COVID-19 strong. And that you have something to offer to the world. Doesn't matter if you have a title, doesn't matter if you have a lot of money, you can offer something by being a strong leader, by reaching out to your neighbors, by making sure that they're staying in, and by making smart decisions. Um, and so, you know, together, that's how we're going to get through this. And that now and for the next year, two years, that we'll see effects from COVID 19. It's really going to differentiate between just a person and a strong leader. And so be really thinking about now in this time when you're maybe spending more time at home, start reading books on leadership. Figure out how you're going to lead your community out of a tough time from both an economic standpoint, from a faith standpoint. Um, People need leaders, and now is the time to lead.
0: I think that that is an extremely important point, Jenna. Thank you. Um, I know our listeners will be thinking upon that after Uh, They walk away from this podcast. Let me go ahead and just thank you for for joining ALEC across the states today. I've been Dan Reynolds, your host, and I've been sitting down with Representative Jenna Powell from Ohio, who recently had a sponsored bill signed by the governor, which allowed the tax commissioner or authorized rather the tax commissioner to extend the personal income tax filing deadline and payment for Ohio taxpayers. Representative Powell, thank you so much for calling into ALEC Across the States.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. And if you would like your idea featured on ALEC Across the States, please do not hesitate to email me at Alec.org. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Across the States, the leading state-focused policy podcast presented by the American Legislative Exchange Council, the premier free market organization of and for legislators. To learn more about our work or to make a tax-deductible donation, visit alec.org. Tell us what you think on Facebook and Twitter at Alex States. The views and opinions expressed on Across the States are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the American Legislative Exchange Council.